Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike here with BeastNet, and this week I've got Lorenzo with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about Seattle, a little bit about some of the swamp, and we might throw some endgame in at the end. So, how you doing, Lorenzo? Pretty good, Mike. How are you? Doing all right. It's been a good weekend. So, it's been um, a great weekend. So, yeah, I know you've seen Endgame way too much. So we were just talking about that. So we don't <laughs> want to spoil anything for anyone. We might talk about Endgame at the end, though. So, um, but warm. first, let's let's start with Seattle. What? Give me your thoughts on Seattle. I, I last week I had a uh, Kyle on, and it was his very first Spartan he ever did was Seattle Super. And I know you've done a few, and I kind of want to get your your thoughts on how you thought Seattle was. Oh, man. Um, Seattle. So I will give you my thoughts on Seattle in a chronologic order of the minute I stepped off that course to uh, basically now. Um, I got off that course, and my my initial reaction and, and response and words that came out of my mouth were like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to do Seattle again next year. And it wasn't like I was super upset. I mean, I was cold. I, that course beat the crap out of me. And, and again, my, the first things, one of the first words that came out of my mouth, I, I think I saw Adam at the biggest team tent and I was like, uh, I might've had some, some uh, profanity in there. I don't know. I was pretty worked yeah. out, but, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know that I want to do Seattle next year. Um, it's just a miserable, just miserable course. Um, yeah. And I think that's fairly fair to say that it is a, a pretty, it's a tough course. It's not easy by any means. It is. Um, the, the weather, the environment, it, it's, it's what it is. Um, and that didn't sit well with me, um, as in my competitive side, at least, at least. um, it, it just it it saying that and feeling that I think it felt worse than I was saying and feeling it because as the as the weekend progressed and and Sunday I was driving home and then through Sunday evening and then Monday by Monday morning I think I probably had it all kind of or Monday afternoon or something I probably had my my head straightened out and it's a tough course but what why do we do this you know. What's the point of going out there week in and week out and racing these races? Um, yeah, we do it for the community because, in, in my opinion, it's the one thing that definitely keeps me coming back, um, getting out there and seeing everybody and, and watching and enduring the whole course with everybody. That's an amazing thing. Um, so it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's the community, um, but the challenge, uh, I think that's for a lot of people, too, why you you keep coming back out as well um and it's why you train it's why it's why you do what you do between races so the feeling of not wanting to come back out because i i I, that course beat me up um it felt bad like i didn't like that um so as a competitive racer my i did not do well on that course i slipped off of everybody did we all did we all raced the same course some people's strengths are better than others. Uh, some people are faster and they don't have the strength. Some people are strong and they don't have the speed. Some people are a mix of both. And then some people are, are pro-level athletes. 
Um, so you've got a mix of all of it out there. And for me, I, I read a lot of reviews. And so when I initially hit you up and I was like, hey, if you somebody for the for the podcast, I'm definitely down. I got some things, you know, on my on my mind about it. Um, I read a bunch yeah. of reviews on uh, on the race on Facebook, and it's just one of those things. I saw so many people up and down and back and forth on it. And I'm like, why? You need to ask yourself, why do you do this? If it's too hard, you learn, or if you had a rough time and it was hard, then you make it easier for the next time. You train. You learn from it. Um, it's not going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, man, I have a tough time stepping up on the podium at a, uh, a, a super or a beast. Maybe I just shouldn't do those again. No, that's not the answer. You train so that you can do what you're trying to do. So that that's that's the competitive nature inside of me that was kind of like turned its stomach was like, oh, no, we don't we don't not race because the course is tough. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, there was a lot of things for me is, you know, I, I was not, I was not excited, honestly, when I finished the race, I was cold, I was wet. And I had kind of the same thoughts of, you know, I don't know if I want to do this again, but it's the same thing. Like you kind of said, I mean, we do this to challenge ourselves. And the more I thought about it, the more posts that I saw from people, I thought about it. I'm like, people, a lot of people wanted to kept saying they'd want to move to later in the year. And I'm like, I don't know if I would do it. It wouldn't be as fun. I mean, you look at this race and then you look at the beast in September and they're so different. I mean, I know people that got better times on the beast than they did on this, the super because the beast is so dry and flat and easy Right. that it's like, and if you, if you did this race later in the year, it would be just like that. Right. And that's the thing too. Like, so that's exactly right. You know, if you're going to have the venue or uh, if you're going to back up a, a, a Spartan race and double venue it during that year, yeah, definitely want to yeah. hit it in different seasons. Um, but and that's the other side of that, too, like to, to say, like, we're Pacific Northwesterners. Like, that's our climate. And to say that it's yeah. too hard, like, well, that's where we live. Like, we should, you know, try to master it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, moving the date, moving – the, the venue itself, all those, all those comments came up. And so that's where, that's where I'm torn. The, again, the competitive nature in me says, yeah, if you basically my, my biggest take and the, the thing that I end my whole conversation on that stuff with is if you want to move the, the race venue, that's fine. If you want to push the date to another time, that's fine too. That being said, let me get one more crack at it. Cause that's two years in a row now that Seattle has kicked my butt. And at this point, you know, you move from Seattle and Seattle has been the race that has gotten me into gear for the rest of the season. So yep. it, it shows me what I need to work on the most. And at this point, I know what the rest of my season entails. It's a lot more mountainous and I'm going to work on my grip strength and stuff like that for Seattle next year. If you can do the Seattle obstacles, you can do them anywhere. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm, where my mindset and my training is at is be able to do the obstacles in any condition. Yeah. And that's just it. That's, you know, that's one thing for me is I, I want to be challenged. I like, I, it sounds horrible. I like the fact that I was cold. I like the fact that I was freezing because it gave me something different. You know, right. Montana, you go to Montana cause you 
want to deal with hills. And mm-hmm. hills are brutal. And every year, the hills kick my kick my butt. Every year, I come back saying, okay, I need to work on my hill training. You know, it's not – I don't come back saying, hey, they need to move Montana. They need to get them off those hills. <laughs> it's like I need to work yeah. on my training. It's And that's kind of my thought in Seattle. And I know some people are different, and some people have other issues with the cold. But for me, it's, okay – I was freezing. I was cold. By the time the race ended, my right hand, like, did not work because it was frozen, you know. But to me, that wasn't a, hey, they need to move this. That's a, hey, what do I need to do next year Exactly. to make sure this doesn't happen? And exactly. that's just and my, that's, way of, my way of seeing it. That's, that's the way everybody really needs to see it is, is not that's miserable. They need to change for us. It's no, like – we have we've adopted this sport and the challenges that it it gives us and we accept them all and we push ourselves to be the best well and not to sound too cheesy but i do live a lot by like with my training and then what i do i do try to live a little bit by the 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 saying of just trying to become the best version of myself and i really do and that's you know physically uh mentally personally just stuff like that and and why not? I mean, everybody should strive for that. So to say they need to move the course to better suit me, no, I don't I don't think so. I'm going to move and figure out what I need to do to make the course, to dominate the course. I don't want it to be any easier. I want to dominate no. that course because I am now stronger. I am now faster. I'm now better trained. I mean, it, that's what it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's enough to say. You either find ways. I mean, you've obviously find ways to train better, maybe different gear to help you out. It's like me in, yeah. in Hawaii. Every year in Hawaii, the yeah. first year, a lot of people don't know how, like, what was it, the second year when I didn't have the boot and everything else, and I had, part of it was medication, other things. I got sick on the course, like, very, very sick on the beach course, which I haven't really told anyone, like, how sick I was, but I should have quit. But I kept going anyway. And the next year, I was thinking, okay, when I went back to next year, I'm like, what do I need to do to deal with the heat? I don't right. deal with heat well. I, I'm one that I would rather have the cold, nasty like Seattle than the hot, humid like Hawaii. Right. And I, I, and I so my thought on that was temperatures. Oh, I do not do well in the hot and humid. So I found ways and I found different things that would help cool my body down. You know, thought about what. I don't know if he's recording still and can hear me, so I'll talk. Um, until he figures the uh, technical difficulty out on his side. Um, might be. We'll see. So, yeah, like Michael's saying. Like we, so how can done... I? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So, you know, okay. how do, we, how how do I, I prepare myself to be ready second. for it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what everybody should do. And, like, this last, uh, from Seattle, I learned uh, that there's a new piece of equipment out there. And when I was researching this and talking to people about it, they're like, yeah, you haven't heard of these things? Like, they've been around for a while. It's those bilge mitts. Have you seen those? So like what are they? Mitten. It's a bilge Oh, mitt. yes, I have heard of those. Yeah, and I'd never even heard of them before. I think I've, I've probably seen people wearing them, but I didn't really acknowledge it. And it's just a neoprene mitten that has a slice in it, in it and you can easily get your hands in and out to, to traverse the obstacles, and you put them back in, and it keeps your hands warm. That was the biggest problem for me in, in Seattle was I lost so much dexterity as I was reaching for stuff 
and my fingers were cramped, like were not extending fully. I was on the twister, and like I grabbed it with three fingers, like the two, my yeah. two fingers and thumb, because my other two fingers didn't want to open all the way up. And I was just like, yeah, and reaching for bells was like just everything was so tight because it was cold. Um, yeah, there's there's gear for that, and you know, next year if it's pouring down rain like that, I'll probably want run in a windbreaker, and I think I might invest in those belgements. So. Um. Yeah, we we learn from that stuff. To to and that, that I mean, to that note, though, to like, I have to I have to see the other side of that. Like, I don't like to complain about anything, I'll, and I'll learn about stuff. And I'll learn what I need to work on. That being said, I like to also play devil's advocate with it and say, okay, I need to look at the other side of that coin. You had almost what roughly near two hundred people either hypothermic or pre-hypothermic, that's a little yeah. excessive. And you're looking at, you know, it mostly is. open heat waves on that one. And not, not just open heat waves. I don't want to say, I'm going to say the majority of the chunk was open heat, but you had, uh, oh gosh, Pro Racer, what's his name? Uh, he's one of the leaders, uh, Kempson, Ryan Kempson. He was pre-hypothermic. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that just goes to show that, there, that that course is that course, and it's going to affect everybody in one way or another, could be the same, could be, you know, to a lesser, lesser extent. But you're, you're not, no one's safe. Anybody can, can meet yeah. those conditions. So that being said, maybe that needs to be looked at. Also, currently this weekend, uh, the New Jersey uh, Beast and Ultra Beast was going on out east, and they had the same stuff, a lot of hypothermic uh, racer stuff. So, you know, on that note, is is that something to take into consideration that maybe things need to be done on the higher level outside of just the racers and more into the organization of the race? Maybe. You know, and I'm not going to say that it does or it doesn't, but I do take that into consideration. Like first-time racers that go out to do a Spartan race in Seattle and, they, and then their first one's going to be the Super, they don't quite know what to expect. If they're not linked no. in with Beast OCR and, and, and not only if they're – even if they are and they're not, like, you know, going to post on the page and, and ask questions and stuff like that and they want to just kind of read through stuff, um, and they're not asking, like, hey, what should I bring? What should I wear? What, what You know, recommendations and stuff. They're going to show up in whatever they're going to show up, and, and they might not even be prepared for something like that race. So there, no, there's been a lot of that going on, too, and I, I see that. Uh, I don't have the answer for that. I mean, there's training you can do. I don't need for me. For me as a competitive racer, I know if I'm going to be cold, I have to move my body. I know that if I move at a certain tempo and get my heart rate up to a certain point, I can maintain my body temperature and warm back up. If I layer up, I, I, ha- I have to slow down, otherwise I overheat. So there's there's a there's that fine balance of, and that's you have to train in you have to train in your different gear. You have to try different things out. I would never try anything new on a course. I would try it out, no. you know, before I race and see what works for me before I go into a course. But I've tried multiple different things. I've ran in, I've trained in a in a wetsuit for for overnight running, and I hate I hate neoprene. Like I cannot run in that stuff. It, I over I cannot run that from a lot of my body temperature at all. So, well, that's just I, it too. I you have to figure out how to maintain your body temperature. Yeah, you know, and I, I and don't think that I if can, you wear the I wrong. Think, Oh, sorry. I'd say if you wear the wrong clothing, 
then it does it can do the complete opposite. Where I've seen people yep. layer up, but they layer up with like a cotton based material or something like that that just soaks in the water and keeps you cold. It's like, yeah, yep. no, that's no you know you know, you gotta make sure yeah, wearing yeah. the right material because I mean really a wetsuit is designed to basically let the water in and then trap it and then your body heats up that first layer of water that's there. Yep, so, that's the barrier. Yeah. The same thing with like a, a windbreaker. A windbreaker is awesome for Seattle because it's insulating. Like you're you're not gonna mm-hmm. get the same effect as a as a uh, uh, a neoprene wetsuit or anything, but you're gonna get something close. You're not you're the the windbreaker is not uh, it's not breathing as well. So whatever body heat yeah. you're creating, it's it's insulating you that much better. So and yeah. So that being it's, said, Seattle, it's it's a tough course. And it's going to maintain being a tough course as long as they keep it. You know, and it's a roll of the dice. The day before uh, on the uh, the open house, I went out and played on the obstacle, nailed every single one. Went out the next morning, mm-hmm. saw off half of them. It's a roll of the dice. Oh, it is. And the day before was, I think, 15, 20 degrees higher. And that's what a lot of people don't think about, too, is last year, everyone talks about, oh, you know, it was the same last year. No, last year it was the same. It was actually rained harder last year. There was more rain and more wet last year, but it was 10, 15 degrees warmer. And that 10 or 15 degrees is a huge difference. And they didn't have the river crossing. They See, I missed that. I got there, like, literally, as I was coming up, pretty much, they closed the river walk probably a minute to two minutes before we got there. We just yeah. missed it. So I missed and that see, part. And, I mean, I've I've even said, I don't think Benton would have kept going. If we would have through the river right there, I think he would have been done. Because at that right. point, he was freezing. <laughs> but then we got out of the wind into the, the, the woods. He started to warm up. But I think if we jumped in the water right there, I think he would have went right back to freezing. But like, no, Dad, I'm done. Yeah, and but. that was that was tough. And I had, I had at that point throttled back quite a bit on my speed, um, just due to due to conserving whatever, and and I wasn't going to be going full throttle from that point. And I cooled off so much uh, at a couple at a couple times there that it was just like, okay, I'm I'm running dangerously slow. And I need to I need to somehow pick up my body temperature. And honestly, though, there, there's that threshold of like I might be too cold to to get my body temperature yeah. to really come up right now. So. Oh yeah, and the one thing I want to say too is I don't want to say anything. I have nothing bad to say about anybody that didn't finish that race. You know, um, it was tough, and hypothermia is a very serious thing. I've had a few people yeah. on posts like, oh, I see you don't care about me. It's like, no, it's not that. I'm just saying there are ways around it and ways to train right. for it. I mean, they do yeah. races at Greek Peak where there's snow. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, right there's now. snow on the ground currently in Montana. And that's what I was going to say. For those going to Montana, it's snowing right now. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Because <laughs> this year, for everyone that doesn't know, I'm missing Montana. So I was supposed to have surgery this last Thursday, and they got moved to this next Thursday. So I will be recovering from surgery while you guys are all doing that race. So the first time since 2015. Yeah, I'll be yeah, missing that's, it. That's tough, right there. We'll be we'll be missing you out there on that one too. But again, it was one of those. You gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. And my doctor even told me they're yeah. like pretty much 
Because last year, because I had the same surgery last year, and last year they pushed it to after Montana so that I could do Montana. Right. And this year, it's the injury's worse. And the doctor pretty much said, I shouldn't have done Seattle. Well, <laughs> they're like, you should not have done Seattle. And we're not pushing it back to after Montana because if we do, you're going. And I know you'll go. So we're doing it beforehand. So my go. doctor pretty much didn't give me a choice. Yeah. So, sometimes you need that. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you do, unfortunately, because we get we get so into our heads. Like to me, I I, I wanted that. I want three trifectas this year, and I always have that first one in May. Right. You know, and this year it's just like, okay, you're gonna have to wait till August for that first trifecta. And if you want three, I'm gonna have to probably do Tahoe. So. Have you done Tahoe before? So it's. Nope. You need to get out there for Tahoe, man. That's such a good the venue, man. And that's kind of my thought, is I want to go anyway. And BeastNet, we've already been invited. BeastNet podcast, just so people know, we have been invited to Tahoe for the media day. Oh, awesome. So, from Spartan. Yeah. I got invited Definitely. from Spartan. So, it's like, I'm gonna, it's supposed to be there anyway for media day. Might as well do the race while I'm there. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny with the Spartan community in Tahoe. Like, it's, that is the home. That, that's home right there. Um, we have our yeah. home races in, in Seattle and Portland, but, uh, and, and Boise. And that's where, <clears throat> that's where our people, you know, the locals are at. But when you go to Tahoe, that's where you get the diehards, the, the Spartans that are, are all over the place. The, if you're all, if you're traveling the country and you're, you're meeting people all over the place, different Spartans and all, all over, uh, you're going to run into them again in, in Tahoe. If you're following people on social media, you'll run into them in Tahoe. Like it's, it's, and that's it's what I'm hoping for. Unique event for the community. I'm hoping. And, I, and I met a lot of fun people. Too. I met a lot of fun people doing Hawaii, doing Vegas, stuff like that. I finally got to meet Sparta Chew. If you guys have not met Sparta Chew, don't follow him on Facebook or uh, Instagram. He's awesome. He he does the race in a Pikachu outfit. Every race. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. And it was awesome, too, because I felt it was, like, the one time I felt almost like a celebrity because he passed me and looks, turns around and looks at me and goes, Pretty Mike, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, I feel, I feel special. Someone follows me. It's, it's Pikachu. So. There you go. That's nice. Oh, yeah, I was great. But to, uh, yeah, to, no. to pull back to, to Seattle, I think, I, again, my – my end all with it is I see everything about that course, how tough it is. It, it mentally broke me a little bit for a minute there and made me question some things. Um, but I, I took a step back and really asked myself, hey, why do, why do I do this? And if we're going to move it for whatever reason, I don't think it's a terrible idea. That being said, I'd like one more crack at it. Again, last two years weren't, weren't favored for me there. Um, I, I'd like to do it one more time. And if it's raining, yeah, I've, even better because I want that challenge. If it's not, cool, great. This can be a good race either way. It is, and that's kind of me. I want I want one more shot at it at least. And it's kind of one of those, like we talked about. I braved the, you know, you braved the challenge. It's like here's the challenge. Yeah. It sucked. It was horrible. Here's what I need to fix for next year. I need to find a way to right. do this, you know. And it's like me and me and Don and Kyle were talking one day. How are we going to train for? you know, Seattle for next year. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe we come over to my house. We all spray ourselves down with a hose and go walk around in the freaking the rain in the middle of January. I mean, 
I can't think yeah. of a better way, honestly. Exactly. You know, get out the kiddie pool and just lay in it, you know, in mm-hmm. the middle of January. I mean, find something to, to try and – I mean, it sounds bad, but really try and cool your body down and then bring it back. And that's kind yeah. of the hard part with Seattle is, like you said, maintaining your body temperature. Once it drops, and that's where most people had their problems, they went under that dunk wall. And they were already wet from the rain and everything else, but they go into the dunk wall, and then their body temperature drops, and they weren't able yeah. to bring it back. And yeah. that's where it's, you know, so, I mean, maybe that's what you do for training. I mean, you know, not to sound bad, freeze yourself, drop your body temperature, and then figure out what you need to do to bring it back. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's things like that, too, going into, like, the, the catch-22 of, or not catch-22, but the other side of that coin of, like, maybe they do need to change some things around. I think course design could come into play. If you're going to get us yeah. wet, do it either later in the race, like close to the end of the race. That way, you know, cause that was what mile. It was within the first three miles you were hitting the dunk wall. Yeah. So it was like my, I think you crossed past mile two marker two, right before mm-hmm. you went into the line, bud. Yeah. So, and I think yeah. Spartan can make adjustments to the course to, to make that, Easy, see, but I think that's like I don't like to say the word easy, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to say the because you get you get people on the other side of the coin who were talking about how Spartans said they were going to change kind of the the format to where they're going to make the sprints and the supers even easier and beef up the beast, and you and got too have. many people saying, "Hey," and they have, but you're making them too easy. But then all of a sudden you do something, you throw something like Seattle, which Seattle in April, one of the biggest obstacles is the the, the terrain, is right. the weather, is yeah. one of the biggest obstacles, you know. But, you know, you start getting into that, you know, when is it too much? And that's kind of it. It's like they are a business and you still have to keep the majority of people happy so people keep signing up. You can't just please the people like us that are like, Cool. This was an awesome challenge. Make it worse next year. Let's figure out how we can fix, how we can make it. You know, how we can train better to deal with it. You know, you're not going to get everybody that has that attitude like we do. So no, you know, and and I think it's kind of it's. And what I think they need to do is we need a Washington race on the east side of the mountains. Like a Spartan one? Because we have, we have local ones out that way, but yeah. I would like oh, yeah, we have local. But we need a Spartan in, like, Yakima. I mean, use the training grounds. You know, see if you can get the military lifts, use their training facilities out there or something. You know, That'd in Yakima, cool. something like that. You know, I don't know if you, anybody who's ever been out there, everyone thinks of Washington. And I've had friends. My dad's parents used to ride motorcycles, and we went on a trip once. And when we were coming back, we came through Idaho and crossed into to Washington and the first thing out of their mouths was, I thought Washington was supposed to be green. It's like it is yeah. when you get over the mountains into the west side. The east side of the mountains is a is a desert. And you get so yeah. many, I think you would surprise so many people to do a race in like Yakima in the middle of winter or summer. And they'd be like, cool, it's going to be, it's Seattle. It'll be like 70, 75 degrees. No, it'll be like 100 to 110. And, you know, no shade because there's mm-hmm. no trees. And, I mean, it is – it's a desolate place, and that's one thing I think they need to do it out there and get something – give us something different. Give us the other yeah, atmospheres I, of Washington. 
I'd love to see that happen. And that's the other side of that, too, is, like, people are talking about moving the date or moving the, the venue. Um, Metalwood yeah. Equestrian Center, likely, we can't move, they can't move the date because they're probably doing other stuff with that event area. Yeah. It's not just an obstacle course racing facility. It's, it's an equestrian center. So, yeah. And a lot of venues run into that where it's like the, the meat and potatoes of what they do there is doing certain times of the year when we would probably consider the race. Yeah, so. and that's just it. I mean, they don't want to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So did you try the trail race while you were there? Did you do – you just did the super, uh, right? The yeah, super I just sprint? did the super. I'm, super. I'm really – just the super. I'm really trying hard this year to uh, be a one-and-done all season. I'm, I'm really hoping to go all season long healthy. Um, I feel like doubling up laps multiple days, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body. So I'm really trying this year to see uh, how much, uh, how much restraint I can have and self-discipline and not do that. So I, I opted out on doing the sprint and the trail, um, which so I mean, you're, you're younger. I see doing it. Yeah. I see everybody did it, and they're younger. Like, so, I really want to be out there, and people are like, you know, doing really well. And I'm like, yeah, if I was out there, I probably didn't. I probably would have done pretty good too. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to. Probably would have. Yeah. Well, we had we had a. But Rachel took second or third in her age. Uh, Rachel took. I want to say. Was it second in age group? But if she'd gone, if she'd actually run the lead, she would have been in like third. But, yeah, she, yeah, she was third, third overall if she would have raced, uh, or third in her third female if she would have raced elite. I think yeah, second, yeah, second is what she got in her uh, age group. Yeah, but she's Rachel's amazing anyway. But it was oh, yeah. yeah, it was a fun time. But I mean, like I was gonna say, you're younger, so you know, us older guys, we have to double up because we we're, we're counting down how many years we have left to do this. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Now so, um, you know, I'm gonna try to behave myself this season, and, and we'll see where that goes. I mean, I'm tempted to run another lap in uh, in Montana this coming weekend. Like not another lap, but uh, a sprint. But we'll see. I mean, I've got Montana coming up this weekend, and then I have a weekend off, and then I've got Big Bear, which I hear Big Bear is uh, is kind of a little bit a little bit more of a elevation game than even Montana. So that'll be. I've heard, yeah, I heard you got to respect those hills down there in, in, in Big Bear. You can't really, they will put you in your place. So, we'll see. Right on. That's good. So, we talked about Seattle a bunch. So, is there anything, any last thoughts you want to say about Seattle? Uh, not that we really. Other than, um, then let me get one more crack at it. Outside of that, um, I don't see the, the venue changing either which way. Um, so, it, it, it yeah. behooves everyone to take what you took from, from Seattle. Um, if you didn't finish, you learned something. If you did finish, uh, that wasn't earned. Like I finished that race and I, I can't honestly say that I've really earned many of my medals. Yes. I've earned, uh, earned some finishing medals in the past, but nowadays I feel like I can, I can, if I'm just cruising through a course, I can, I can usually do pretty well. Um, but that one, that one I earned like for sure. Like it was, yeah. it was an earned medal. And, if, and I learned from it. And if you didn't finish, oh, yeah. take what you learned and, and come back and, and, you know, challenge yourself again. to See where you need to, to continue to improve. Perfect. I agree completely. So, 
All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have the commercial because normally I forget the commercial. That's why it's usually at the front of the end. So we're actually going to do the commercial where it should be this year, no, this, this week. So we're going to take a quick break, have a commercial. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about Summit Small. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Okay, we're back from break. So, Lorenzo, tell, tell us a little about Summit to Swamp. I wanted to go this year. I really I planned on it, but with a surgery, I wasn't going to make it. And then being Benton's birthday, he wanted to do other things. So we ended up not making it this year. But tell us what, tell us what we missed and why we should be there next year. Oh man, uh, summer to swamp. That was that was a that was an experience right there. I was on cloud nine when I got home. The only, the only I'll say one one bad thing about it right now, right off the bat, is uh, it, it is in remote area. It's uh, it's Randall, Washington. I personally didn't have very good cell phone signal out there. I was not able to go on Facebook Live. I really wanted to to go through some of the obstacles and then kind of walk the course and cruise it after I was done. And, and kind of show what was going on there. There's, there's a ton of pictures on there. Brian Case has posted up a bunch of pictures. Um, so that was that's the one thing. So I got home. I'm on cloud nine. Uh, just uh, the overall experience of this course. So I posted a. Uh, uh, I went live on on the beast page as well. So if uh, if you're if you're mm-hmm. interested in seeing what I had to say there too, um, that's another spot. But some to swamp. Holy crap. Let me first off by saying thank you to uh, the, the the folks over there that, that put on that course. It was it's it's a very very nice course, very awesome people, and I really look forward to to racing and, and working with with that uh, that group of people over there uh, in the future. It's it's something special. Um, so we just talked about uh, the I talked there beforehand, and, but yeah, and great great lady. Um, so we talked about Seattle. We've raced that course. We know the terrain. We've we've seen it, you know, and we've seen it both dry and wet. This was the Pacific Northwest in its most pure form at Summit Swamp. Um, mm-hmm. it, you, you had all the terrains there. I mean, obviously, as we were talking, like there's the other side of the mountain where it's a desert. But this is this is the green side, this side of the, the mountain, um, just south of Mount Rainier. So it's it's green, it's lush, it's wet, it's it's, it's you got all the, the Pacific Northwest typical what you think of of of, of our terrain. <clears throat> we had a a solid uh, hill slash mountain, I guess uh, that was you know single track. They started us out, uh, jumped over some tires, and then just this wasn't a hill that you could run up. Um, it was a goat path, and it was just hands and knees at, at at some point just clawing your way up this hill and it was steep loose like you could get the the best pro racers pro spartan racers out there who run up all these mountains and stuff they're not going to run yeah. up this mountain up this hill there's no way it's impossible um and if you are okay i'm not going to say impossible but there might be a handful either which way it would be no easy task and it would be really 
it would take a lot out of you to really do that. You'd have to really be wanting to do it. And as a, as a pro racer, it's probably not a not something that they would do. Um, so there was that. They took you to the top, and then I, I raced in the what they call the jackpot wave, and I'll get into that later. But so I was one of the first up to the top of the hill, and I kind of wish that I would have done a second lap because I would have loved to have been up there and taken a picture or of not not even necessarily a picture, but just taking in the 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 view like it was it was a gorgeous course um we, had, we were blessed with some really nice weather it was a little drizzly in the morning uh the clouds broke just enough we had some, some patches of sun and clouds and it got a little windy so it was chilly but you know it, it wasn't a bad uh weather for a race at all and then yeah, they, they took us to the top we had some uh some, we came back down and then we, we crossed a field of, like, probably calf-high water throughout this field, um, a couple of water crossings. It was it was really neat. Um, and the obstacles, like like I said, you got to get on Facebook and, and check out Summit to Swamp. I think all the pictures were tagged of, like, Beast of Yard by my Brian. He tagged, a, or he put a bunch of pictures up there. These are some fresh obstacles, man. Like, nothing flashy. Not to say that Spartan's super flashy, but all their trussing systems with the monkey bars and the twisters and the beaters, all that stuff, and the multi-rigs, they mm-hmm. don't have that stuff. They have real down-to-earth obstacles. You've got tires that you're going to be, you know, they got a, they, they strung out, I think it was like a, a rope from a tree to a tree, and then a, ro- a water crossing under it, and then they just drilled holes right in the middle of a bunch of tires, and you had to traverse across without touching the water. And that was that was such a super fresh idea for an obstacle. Oh. And then there was another one that, like, they had probably, I think there was probably right around six trees. And they're probably, I don't know, yard and a half, two yards away from each other. And you had to go from mm-hmm. one tree all the way to the end without touching the ground. And they had all the, the head stuff uh, hanging from it, like, uh, a rope from one end to the other, a little Tarzan swing from one to, to from one to another one, uh, a chain link uh, ladder thing to traverse across. Like it was all really awesome obstacles. Uh, a totally just raw, uh, just down to earth take on an obstacle course race. It wasn't it wasn't the flashiness of of what we're used to. It was like yeah, it was it was at its at its rawest. And I, I loved the course. I loved the obstacles. Uh, it was it was everything. Like it was it was really good. And so we need to get more people out there on that course. Like that's that's kind of the way I left that course this weekend. I was like, man, I, I, it's it's two hours from me. It's two hours from the rough. It's probably a little bit closer to Seattle, but I don't know. It, it was it's it's centrally located so it's, it's the same drive for every two hours remember that yeah so i think that and not only that but they offered camping the night before i think the night before and i'm not 100 sure on that but i know they camped out for our saturday night they had a live band they they fed us like all racers ate ate you know those covered and um yeah they cooked that uh, chili and chowder and bread bowls like they did an awesome job. Live music at that night. Um, uh, and then you camped overnight and you ran the course the next day again. I think that there's a lot of potential for this, this venue and this course. Um, 
and I think there was only about 80 people out there this weekend. And uh, I think somebody mentioned that we'll probably, you know, we're going to work on trying to get into the triple digits. And I, my response was, no, I think we can easily double 80. Oh, yeah. So, And that's it. That's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, too, is like I said, I feel horrible that I wasn't able to make it, but things being what they were kind of this weekend was, there were some issues. So I definitely want to get out there. I mean, I heard, I had great things, you know, talking to Hazelana, you know, and Brian a month or so ago about it. Um, I definitely want to make sure that if they do this, when they do this again next year, that the beast, that they have our full support and that we find a way to make sure that we can, we can at least double, if not more, you know, really make this, this take off. So yeah, and I feel like I really I think that's what a lot of us are missing. Yeah, and I I, I kind of dodged a bullet on this whole situation because this race was not, was it was in my scope of like okay this event is going on. There was another race that was going on the same weekend and it was it was almost a coin toss, but you know they they did some really good things within the last month of posting pictures, posting ideas, and then and they they had a real good. Uh, media about themselves as far as like yeah. enough for me to, to make a decision on like that course looks like something I would rather do than the other one. Um, not to say, not to take anything away from the other one. Uh, another, there wasn't anything big. It was a, it was a local, local deal that I just kind of wanted to, to show my support for the other local one. But uh, I'm really yeah. glad, like I said, I, I dodged a bullet. I, if I would have missed that, I would have felt like I really missed out on something special. And, uh, so now I, you're making I me feel that. bad. <laughs> well, and I don't mean to make you feel bad. That being said, um, it's it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger. And I think that uh, we need to show the support for the local races. But the, the local races, yeah. we've lost too many. And I, I don't even know how many were around. Like, I haven't been doing this since the, the dawn of OCR and Pacific Northwest. But I've heard of the ones that have, have, have risen and fallen. And I know that we don't have any yeah. left. And this one right here has no, we don't have to be something special. Yeah, because it's me. It's one of those things. Because I mean, I'll be honest. There, there are days that I look at, you know, my my wall of medals that I've collected over the last ten years, and there's four or five that I know I'll never see again. Right. You know that I, I got medals from them. They were one to one time here or whatever. They were doing okay for a little bit and then disappeared. You know, and, and I don't want to see that happen with some of these others. So I know I, I've stated a lot of times that as BeastNet, I want to make sure that if you know of any local ones that need a little bit of help and a push, let me know, and I would yep. love to get them on. Because, I mean, that was one thing, you know, with some of the swamp. I wanted to make sure that we got them on and gave them that a little bit more push to hopefully get some more people and let people know what it's about. And <laughs> kind of one of these I wanted to talk to you because I know you were there and we could talk about, you know, let people know what it was about and what people, you know, what you missed and what you can look forward to next year. And I think a lot of us are missing that, that back to earth, you know, I don't, I don't, the less flashy obstacles, like you said, I mean, more back to just generic, like this is an obstacle. It doesn't need to look super cool and whatever. It just needs to be an obstacle. Just back to the basics yeah. is, is what is what it comes down to. And, it's this is a really special course, and I think we need to take full advantage of it being here, uh, and definitely yeah. help it grow. And the way we help it grow is by going out, helping out, volunteering, showing up, racing, and, and 
you know, boosting it and posting about it and just, you know, promoting it, helping it thrive. Like it's, you know, and at the end of the day, like, you know, during the race, they, they mentioned, or after the, after the award ceremony and stuff, they're like, we put this on for you guys. Well, it's also our responsibility to make sure they can continue to put this on for us, showing our support. In the end, it's our, it's our race to lose. I mean, if if they're not able to, to keep it going, it's essentially our own fault. Um, and, and beast OCR, we're the, we're the biggest in the Northwest. Um, so, so we're going to have, you know, a lot to do with that. We are, and it's going to be, it is. So, I mean, I really, I hope Hazel, like, I mean, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, they're not some big random company. They're, they're a family owned farm that had friends that were doing basically CrossFit and some of these races and said, Hey, why don't we put one together for our friends? Yep. And that's what it started out as. Yep. And no. so I, from what I gathered, this is the fourth year that they've done an event there. And this yeah. is the second year of those four that it's actually been an obstacle course race. Before that, I guess it was just a trail run. Um, and I'm not 100% yep. sure on that. That's just what I've gathered uh, over the over on Saturday. I believe that's what Hayes Lyon said. So with that being said, this, this is their second time doing this. Um, I think the third time, I think we need to make it something insane. Um, yeah. And I'd like to see, you know, people camping out there. Just, you know. Well, that was going to be easy to find out. I want to have a talk with Brian Case. I know Brian has a really good rapport with, with Hazel Ann and talk to him yeah. about whether or not we as a group need to say, hey, what do you need from us to make sure this is good next year? You know, I mean, not good. It is good to improve it and make sure we get more people out there next year. And, you know, right. as a group, as the Beats OCR, you know, like you said, we're the biggest ones in, in this area. And, you know, as I guess both of us are directors of some sort. So, yeah. <laughs> we we should have a little bit yeah. of say there somewhere, but <laughs> absolutely. And I mean that we we sure, like we we're the ones who are gonna. These OCRs is gonna be the the ones who kind of will help the most in the local community stuff. Spartan's not gonna go anywhere. Not everybody who goes out to a Spartan is no. a member of Beast OCR. Even this weekend, there weren't there wasn't a lot of beasts out there that I know of them, at least. I mean, maybe they're members of the team that I just, I'm not aware of it. I don't know. There's over 2,000. So some people are just, yeah. you know, they get on the team and then they don't actually do anything on the Facebook. And if that's the case, then I'm, I'm just, I don't, it's my fault, I guess. I don't know you, but you're, if you're not active, I'm not going to know you. Um, yeah. But, so there, there are probably more out there than I'm aware of. But at the same time, like, you know, there's a ton of us in Seattle. There's a ton of us in Portland, biggest team all over the place. This thing has the same uh, the same possibilities to to, 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 that, to do that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you said, I mean, it's it's two hours from Portland or it's two hours from Seattle. It's it's in the middle. Yeah. Well, so we should be able to get both, both sides to, to make this trip. And you can camp, you can do whatever. So... Yeah, I, I definitely want to get together with Brian and say, hey, as, you know, Beast OCR, what can we do to help them? Because yep. we do need more around here. I mean, we get Spartan, what, twice a year? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are we doing for the rest of the year? We need to get more yeah. around here. Or if you can't believe in Portland. Yeah. So, but yeah, but no, we I, need I, more I'd around, like you know, Seattle, Portland. I mean, we had 
we used to have the Inferno and that stuff, and we lost that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we do have, you know, My Muddy Valentine and, the, you know, the other one, Dirty, Dirty Leprechaun, which I want to make sure I get next year. Next year, I pretty much, I've already pledged that next year is pretty much going to be, I'm probably going to back off from my traveling from Spartan, and I'm going to look more into the locals, trying to make sure I hit, you know, the My Muddy Valentine and, you know, Dirty Leprechaun and, you know, Summit the Swamp, all these small local ones to help get them going. Because, yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to support those. <laughs> There's one out east, and I'm, I'm very envious of some of the, the east coast OCR team stuff. Yep. Because it, that's more or less where it started, and it, it, it thrives a lot better on the east coast for whatever reason that is. I, I can't tell you. But they've got one out there called... Uh, I think it's like Fit OCR Challenge or something like that. And it's in mm-hmm. the same ballpark as so much a swamp. It's locally owned. Uh, it's, it's that venue. It's the same place. Uh, there's fairly permanently fixed obstacles. Same as so much a swamp. It's, it's, it's almost, it's like so much a swamp could be in, you know, like two to three years. Like, and it's, it's voted best. Yeah. Uh, Best, best local OCR in the country is, is that one right there. They hold a, uh, uh, endurance events out there. How many laps can you do? This place, some just swamp it as well. Um, but I, I think that the one out east, I think it's in Rhode Island, if I'm not mistaken. I saw people posting all over Instagram about it, and I'm like, wow, that looks cool. I would love to get in on something like that. And then I just come to the swamp this weekend, and I'm like, I can't really have that here. Like, this place has the potential. Yeah. To do exactly that, and at that point, you're drawing from from people west of the Mississippi, like California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, Arizona. There's no reason why people from all of those states right there wouldn't come to an event that's you know something something special like this. Like we don't, we're not. I mean, if we're just drawing from from Washington and Oregon and Idaho, cool. But I think that place has potential to be something really special and really big and draw from the entire West Coast and, and keep going further east for the draw. You know, I definitely want to make sure I go next year. I, I got to make sure the next their next event, I'm there. So, and like I said, I want to do more of the locals. There was a couple other locals around here that I, I tried, and you get some that were good. Other ones, you're like, oh my, but. <laughs> There was one that yeah. I missed a couple of years back that was up north, like almost at the, the Canadian border that uh, I missed because my foot was broken. Amber ended up like hurting her ankle at it, but Benton thought it was great. And I mean, they actually went through the one of the part of the track went through, you know, the you ever seen like the speedboat races? Tracks? Yeah. They, that, that was part of the track was yeah. where the speedboat races are. Yeah, huh. it was crazy. But it was really cool. But, I mean, it was one of those. I didn't get to see the whole course, obviously, because my foot was, like, literally Amber and Benton did the race. I think it was maybe two or three weeks after my foot got broke. So there was no point. I, there was no way I could do anything. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those. Then I never heard about it again. So I don't know if it was just went away or I just, you know, just didn't see it. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of them like that where, you know, they try it, it doesn't work, and then they just don't do it anymore. So that's kind of why I want to – I want to make sure that some of the swamp is one that it, that doesn't happen, that we as a group, we need to make sure that they stick around because that sounds like an awesome course. And, like, Hazel Ann and her family did a great job. 
So. Yeah, they 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 really did. And you know, that being said, it was their second year doing this. They are they were so open to our 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 feedback. Then they just they really wanted to know um, how you know what what they needed to do to make it better, what they could do, and you know ideas and stuff like that. So they're so that that means that they want to keep doing this. That means they want to do better, and and it's 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 awesome because you know I'll give whatever feedback all day long, but when you're when you're really asking for it and like taking notes and stuff like that, it's like okay, so this. My feedback really does mean something at this point, and that's that's something that, you know, Spartan has yeah. a little button on the way out. Like, how was your experience rated, you know, on smiley faces? Whatever. This place was no smiley face button on your way out. They wanted to know. And they, they're emailing out surveys as well, and they really want to know, you know, what's going on. And they came out, I guess Davelina did come out to Ghost and saw us doing uh, an endurance event out there, and... Who knows? Maybe we'll get an endurance event out at uh, out of her property out there. Something you never know. Which would be awesome. I mean, that's the thing that the thing I really liked when me and Brian had her on the podcast and I talked to her was her whole personality wasn't, "Hey, I'm doing this. You should come check it out." It's like, "Hey, I'm trying to do this. This is what we yep. want to do. What do I need to do to make this good?" Yep. It wasn't. They, she never had the attitude of. Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you, you know, blah blah blah. It was, hey, this is what I would like to do. What is your thoughts on what I should do to make this better? She's been so humble the whole time, asking for our help and our thoughts, which is, yeah. I think, is what's going to make that an amazing venue and an amazing race, even more yeah. than and it then, already is. So, and then it's it's going to turn into a careful what you wish for because you're going to have quite a few people like, okay, what do, what do you need from us? Cause we're, we're going to come out this weekend and we want to clear trails. We want to freshen up obstacles. What do you need from us? And we're going to come in, in hordes to, to support you on this one. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, I, and I, that would really be one of those things that would think would be a bad year. idea. Yeah. I expect next year to, or next event, I should say, you know, this year, next year, whenever it is, the next event, I, I I think we should double double the amount of participation that we had easily, um, and yeah. you know, if, if we lose this one as a, as a local OCR, like that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna feel I'm gonna take it very personally. Like that, that's gonna be something oh, yeah. that uh, I'll take it really personally. Like, again, that was it was such a good course, and I feel like you know it's it's definitely something people need to get out to if it's, if if you can. Oh, I, I know I know some. I agree. Uh, your priorities, but you know. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's one of those people need to get out there, and I, I want to talk to his land. I mean, maybe it's one of those things. I mean, like I said, Brian seems to have a good relationship with her. That we say, hey, maybe we make you know, we've been trying to get things together like beast different like workouts of the day. Maybe we turn it into, hey, we're going to do a a summer beast workout of the day, but this workout of the day is actually going to be a weekend workout. We're going to go camp out at you know camp out in Randall and see what Hazelanda needs us to do. And it's going to be our workout. It's going to be helping, you know, do some things to their, their facility to get ready for the next race. Dude. You know, help that, them out. Sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. So yeah. yeah, we'll have to talk more about that and talk to Brian and see if it's something we can work out. So. Oh yeah. We've right. got some time. So, be... so anything you want to say about, um, Anything else you want to say about that, you know, the, the summit this won't? Uh, 
because we're getting close to our my my hour that I try to keep it at. Yeah, um, I guess let's uh, let's wrap it up with um, it was a it was a phenomenal course, and I think the best is yet to come. And this, this one's uh, yeah, yeah, the best is yet to come for this one. So if you missed it this weekend, don't feel too bad because it's it's only going to get better. And um, yeah, next next time it's going to be it's going to be even better. So yeah, right on. That's awesome. So, and I can't wait for the next one. I think it's going to be great too. Um, so, one last thing before we go, give us a quick, like, two minute at most, you know, with no spoilers. What, what end game? What, what did you? What are your thoughts? Because <laughs> we're nerds, uh, and I have to, I have to talk about end game because. Wow. Yeah, um, I saw it three times this weekend. Uh, and it was, so it was horrible then. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't <laughs> recommend seeing it at all. It was so no, bad. Uh, I went back twice. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure. Was it really that bad? Um, it was. It was a roller coaster. Um, if you're at all invested in this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, if you're like me, who is also, you know, I'm both invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I grew up on the comic books. I grew up every morning, uh, Sunday morning, Stanley on the TV. Uh, Exulcier, you know, and it was uh, the Iron Man cartoon and the Fantastic Four cartoon. Every morning, I remember that as a kid. I think I was probably like eight years old. And that's, you know, and then you know, the Spider-Man cartoon. Spider-Man cartoons didn't have Stanley talking, though. Stanley was actually narrating a portion of this episode. Iron Man's going to face off against so-and-so. Or this episode, the Fantastic Four are are in peril because of this. And that's how I started Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, some of the later Amazing Spider-Mans, he did talk. He was the janitor at their school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those the the newer ones, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, I nerd out on those. So yeah. I don't have to. Um, okay, but so yeah, nerd, like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was like right there in like the mid '90s. So yeah, I, and I I collected the comic books and all that stuff. So I'm I'm fairly invested in the the, the Marvel um team, uh, the whole comic book team, all all that stuff. Um. For me, so that makes that makes it something you know another level, I guess. But if you haven't, if you didn't grow up on the comic books, you're not 100 percent sure on, on everything that that is you know the Marvel universe. But you watched all the movies and you're, you're emotionally invested in some of these characters. Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, you've got Captain America, you've got Thor, you've got all these characters over the last 11 years that have that have you know grown a relationship with this movie will put it all <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything but it's, this movie is, is it like it's the one that it it's the culmination of everything that's been going on for the last 11 years it's one of two different movies uh, and it's, it's, it's special um, it's, it's a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned I came out of it on Thursday night you know and it was, it was kind of I was kind of wondering like, is this my new favorite Marvel movie I don't know I have a real, real soft spot or a special spot for uh, uh, or, uh, Captain America Civil War. I thought that one was really phenomenally done. Um, after seeing it a second time, I was like, yeah, I think this might actually take it. And then seeing it this afternoon or this, uh, this evening or early, late morning, early afternoon with my nephews, um, yeah, I think this is it. And you know what's crazy? Uh, I, I might go over the two-minute mark here. Um, 
Okay. So if I need to, so let me know if I need to, to run on this down. But um, my nephew asked me a question. Um, he asked me two, and I can't remember exactly what the second one was. I'm sure it'll come to me. But um, he asked me a question before the movie started. And it was the first time I heard of any question like this. Get this from, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this from yet or not, but this is from you know, my, my little nephew. He says, hey, so in Infinity War, uh, Thanos snapped everybody, and he, he snapped and he, he, killed, he took out half the, the whole population of everywhere, right? And I'm like, yeah, he, he pretty much killed half of everybody. And he's like, he did that because of all the resources and stuff, right? And I'm like, yeah, he kind of had a, 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 a good, good intentions, in a sense, just really poor, poorly and deliciously executed. So he, he gets the yeah. concept. He's like, well, if, if the gauntlet could do that, why couldn't he just double the amount of resources? And I'm like, huh. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't, I never heard that one. I've never been asked that. No. <clears throat> never thought and that I'm either. just like, like that's, that's, that's coming from a child. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's right. You know, and like, that's, that's like, their brains work different that. than ours. They do. It's simpler. <laughs> Their brains work so much. It's, it's cut and dry. It's black and white. Like, well, wait a minute. Why, why not just do this? This makes more sense. Um, and then, you know, then to, to answer the question, it's like, wow, you know, that's a really amazing, powerful question. And I guess the only powerful answer back for that is Thanos is a villain. That's what separates the heroes from the villains, where if Captain America were to wield the, the gauntlet, he would, you know, help people with it in, in the right way. Thanos doesn't have that 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 uh, you know humanity about or, or or you know just the sense of saving life as opposed to taking it. He yeah. would rather take it to to you know for the greater good as opposed to you know finding another way. So that's that's what separates the heroes and the villains. Is kind of how I how I had it to answer that, and that's how the whole movie that, was. But yeah, super awesome question though. He had another one that was kind of one of those like you know stop you dead in your tracks. Like yeah. Yeah, good question. But I, I can't remember it off the top of my head right this minute. But uh, yeah, end game, super powerful. Um, I went into the weekend uh, on Wednesday, kind of, um, and I, I wish the the best of luck to all the Starks this weekend because Game of Thrones is next. And uh, yep. yeah, so we, I made it through uh, end game with whatever happens in end game, and now I'll see what happens on the next uh, next nerdy show that I watch. Because aside from the only the only other thing I do besides train, race, and work is I, I nerd out on uh, on certain things, mostly sci-fi, comic book stuff, um, and then the Game of Thrones was was recently thrown in there with all that <laughs> stuff too. I, I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> so that's that's going to start as soon as this episode is we're done recording this episode. I'll be watching that the other starts. So uh, yeah, it starts in about what nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, about that. So uh, yeah, I know yeah. the one thing I have to say about Endgame. Endgame was like you said; it was amazing. It was like my uh, my uh, my first sexual experience. There was a lot of like joy, a lot of crying, and a lot of that was way too quick. But <laughs> it ended way too fast. But you know, hey. But uh, no, it was it was amazing. I loved it. I mean, it was. It's like you said. I mean, before the opening credits, I was almost crying. So I mean, it's. It's amazing. It has a lot of you, especially if you watch for the last 11 years, like 11 years, 22 movies, all culminating into this one three hour long, just thing of beauty. 
I mean, yeah. it's amazing. If you're a nerd, yeah. even if you're not a nerd, my wife's not a nerd. She hates the Marvel movies. She hates most of them. There's only a few that she actually enjoyed, and she liked it. So she was yeah. even okay with the three-hour movies. So, I mean, it's a good movie. So. And my sister's not All exactly right. a nerd in the strictest definition either, and this one had her, you know, tearing up pretty good. So it was, yeah. Get on it. Yeah. Go check it out. In game, uh, a thousand stars out of four. Yep. Oh, yeah. I agree. So. All right. Well, thank you, Lorenzo, for talking about everything. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Um, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll have you on more. I mean, for those that don't know Lorenzo, you need to get to know Lorenzo. He's fun. So, all right. So thank you. Um, And yeah, I will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.